0: I am Janelle Reardon, your host for our conversation today. I am the author of Overcoming Hurtful Words, Rewrite Your Own Story, and a board-certified life coach and therapist who just loves words, the power of words. And when we speak healing words into our own lives and into the lives of others, the world truly becomes a safer, more secure, stable place to be. We are in week three of our four weeks in 1 Corinthians 13, this famed chapter written by the Apostle Paul in the Holy Bible in Corinthians, this first book. Paul wrote these words to a church who was having a bit of a mess, and so he is penning insightful, practical, very ahead-of-his-time words that really... Give these this community powerful tools to have strong interpersonal relationships, and that's what we're all about here the threefold cord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity. We want to all move forward into freedom in Christ and have a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills. When this three-fold cord is in full operation, it optimizes our capacity to be able to have strong relationships. And I am absolutely convinced that strong, strong, healthy interpersonal relationships are the cornerstone of our communities. When we bring our healthiest self into the presence of a community committed to being healthy, I do absolutely believe the world will be a better place for everyone. We have enough division in the world. Our purpose here at Speak Healing Words is to bring love and community to its healthiest place. So on today's podcast, week three, we're delving into... Ah, this subject about real love hurts. Now, I debated when I was writing our intentions for the week whether to say sometimes real love hurts or always real love hurts. And I asked your opinion and I'm waiting still to hear. I I think it it leans more towards always because we cannot really experience real love. And I'm coining it real love. Because whew, that's what Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians 13. And I, I've used in our weeks prior to this, a one of my favorite children's picture books, The Velveteen Rabbit by Marjorie Williams. I, I adore the way that Marjorie Williams is able to craft this children's story with such depth of humanity and in this children's nursery she brings to life these toys the skin horse the velveteen rabbit and others but the main two characters are the skin horse and the velveteen rabbit and so the velveteen rabbit's getting rather shabby he's been really played with a lot and his hair's fallen off and he's just kind of watching these new toys come into the nursery and he's feeling a little bit insecure you ever felt that way <laughs> And so he asked Skin Horse, Skin Horse, because Skin Horse is the oldest, the elder of the nursery, the wisest of the nursery, what is real love? And Skin Horse says to him, well, real isn't how you are made, said the Skin Horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, Then you become real. Does it hurt? Asked the rabbit. "Mm, Sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Okay, that's the part of the story we're going to delve into today. But let me finish. And so Velveteen Rabbit says, does it happen all at once? Like being wound up, he asked, or bit by bit? Oh, it doesn't happen all at once, said the skin horse. You become. It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't happen often to people who break easily or have sharp edges or who have to be carefully kept. That will preach. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all, because once you are real, you can't be ugly, except to people who don't understand. Oh, my friends, that is so rich with theological truths, I can't even stand it. Hurt is an interesting word, isn't it? So just for the sake of time, because we always are very careful with our time here, I value your time, and I'm so valued that, that you have chosen to be with me today here. Uh, we're going to be looking at hurt the verb. So hurt the verb means to feel or suffer bodily or mental pain or distress. So that's one side of the verb hurt coin. The other side is to cause bodily or mental pain or distress. So whenever we're talking about love, Real love and reading these words that Paul has written for us, we have to look in the mirror first and foremost at ourselves. We have to take some time out of our very packed schedules and turn off every digital distraction and re implement into our lives these contemplative practices of stillness, solitude, and silence. So that we can come back home to our true essence, our God breathed self, and really know whose we are so that we know who we are. Now, all of that is in Overcoming Hurtful Words, the book, Practice Three, or you can go to my website, JanelleReardon.com, and it is in the Heartlift Method, Phase One, Two, and Three. Everything is there for you to delve into really coming home to your true essence. Who am I? Who am I, Janelle? Who am I in my skin? Not what this world has created me to be, or people have spoken over me that's negative, or old narratives or labels, but who is this God-breathed Janelle, the one that God decided to breathe life into? That's what I call my essence, my true self, not my staged self. So hurt, when we look at it from the two sides, we can either feel or suffer it or we can cause it. And it's either bodily or mental. And for the sake of the Speak Healing Words community, we talk about mental pain, emotional pain, interpersonal, emotional hurt. So it doesn't take long in our life for hurt to show up on the scene. A mother doesn't. She doesn't feed her newborn quick enough, right? A dad doesn't show up for his son's ball game. A teacher snaps at a struggling student. A bully hurls hurtful words on the playground. Uh, Now we have social media. So Twitter tweets out really demeaning, demeaning words from the top leaders of our country down. Uh, All of this social media uh, sabotage of the personhood of people. So hurt's unavoidable, and especially if you decide that you really want to embrace becoming a person who loves and who loves well, who embodies the real love that the Velveteen Rabbit so poignantly shares with us, then you are, you're going to be hurt. So this week we're focusing on how to manage These inevitable hurts, right? Especially mental pain and the the distress. So in 1 Corinthians 13, and this week we look at verses 6 through 8. And Paul writes, Love does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. When right and truth prevail, love bears all things regardless of what comes. It believes all things, looking for the best in each one. It hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. And it endures all things without weakening. That's quite, quite a prescription Paul writes for us. Love bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things. Love never fails. It never fades nor ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, these are all the gifts of the Spirit, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. Paul's very clear that there is only going to be one thing and one thing only that endures beyond everything in life. And I was listening to a podcast the other day, the the Liturgist podcast. And they were interviewing Father Richard Rohr, who is a beautiful, wise spiritual director who uh, worships in the Catholic tradition. And he's written many, many beautiful books that have enlarged my understanding of my own personal faith. And he was asked by the, one of the hosts, Hilary McBride, a therapist, she asks him, him a very interesting question that I, I've been thinking about myself. She says, Father Rohr, what is it you most like About being a Christian. And she giggles and she says, Well, that's assuming you like being a Christian. (laughs) And he pauses in his wise way and he answers. Now just lean in with me here and hear and read between the lines. He says the expectation from other people that I should be loving and that the world should be loving. A Christian, in many people's vocabulary, is coterminous with being a loving person. You know. You'll hear it. Someone will say, well, he's not being very Christian. (laughs) He says, I like living inside of that expectation. It allows me to go there and pushes me and invites me enough to go there. That we've kept, and he says, "The, the Christian faith. He's referring to that in that pronoun there. That we've kept that much of our brand name intact is very exciting to me. That even on the unconscious level, most people assume Christianity is still about being a loving person. So that's what makes me happy. I've thought so much about his wisdom and his words there. Because isn't that the truth? When I profess to someone, if I say to someone, I am a Christian, I am a Christ follower. If I have a fish symbol, which is a symbol, an ancient symbol of Christianity, if I have that on my car, or perhaps I have it on my business card, or I say to someone, I go to church, there is an immediate expectation placed on me On a subconscious level, I really believe this, sometimes it's conscious, but mostly subconscious, that I ought to act different. I ought to be different. I should be loving. I should exude love. So why is it then that so many of us who follow Christ, who follow the way, who follow the teachings, profess it loudly, boldly, put it on our cars, we wear it on our shirts, we carry around our Bibles. Why is it then that that isn't the main declaration anymore? It's more, what is it, right? You you fill in those blanks. I'm not going to get political today. But it made me stop and think when I heard Father Rohr say that, that he likes it. It invites him. It pushes it. It prods him to live within that expectation, it's a good should. We talk a lot about shouldology here, but this is a good should. If I am professing Christ, if I am following his ways, his methods, his teachings, his manners, then I should move through the world from a more loving posture. Now, sometimes love does hurt, and and in Overcoming Hurtful Words, I talk quite a bit about the tension Between tough and tender love, tough and tender, there's a tension. Now, being an example of love, being a person who moves with love doesn't mean that we're always nice, that we're always just sugar-sweetly coated, that we never hold anyone accountable, that we don't establish strong physical and mental and emotional boundaries It means quite the opposite. It means that we really embody the words of 1 Corinthians 13, especially verses 1 through 8, and we offer love in all of its facets. So if I truly love someone and I see them, oh my goodness, running their life into a like 80 mile per hour into a, a tree, my love is going to intervene at least once or twice and say, "Oh man i I want I'm praying for you. I let me let me have a conversation with you to try and help them find their way. If they resist that or if they continue to come against me, I'm going to say, "Okay, that's fine. I just want you to know that I love you. I'm praying for you." And that there is a better way. And when you're ready and it's your time, come, I'm here. I'm here for you. I just want you to know I love you. So I I really want to open up this whole conversation about love and the tension between it being tough and tender. But for today, I think I'm going to make this part one and two because it's quite lengthy. But I want to encourage us to really consider How we're loving. Are we loving well? And what have I done with perhaps the hurts in my life that have been done to me? We're just talking about that side of the coin today, not the ones we may have caused. But the hurts that have been done to me, am I allowing them to occupy more of my heart than they should? Is it time- To open up my heart and say, I need to forgive. I need to let go. Is it time for that? How is your love life with yourself, your personal love life? How are you doing? I'm going to leave you here today thinking about that. And we're going to talk more about it next week. Because I want to hear from you between today and next week. So, we can have a real conversation about this tension between tough and tender love and about really opening ourselves up to real love, to being fully embodied in love, letting go of grudges and hurts and old narratives, things that we've just allowed too much time to occupy our heart. It's time to let them go. So, stay tuned. We will follow through next week and follow along on the blog, the newsletter, and it's going to be so good. Have a blessed week, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, Please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleRiordan.com.